What's up, kings and queens? It's 8.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know we're late. I'm sorry, but it's uh, it's just one of those days. Uh, Wednesday, uh, June 17th, 2020. Um, we'll get into it. Let's talk about yesterday. So uh, all big three U.S. exchanges were up yesterday on uh, on those retail numbers, which showed an increase of about 14% in retail spending, or uh, 17% rather in retail spending compared to a big drop uh, in um in April, so those are May numbers. We're in June now. We were comparing them to April. All right, think about that. Um, yes, they were up. They were up. That number is, you know, totally normal. It's not impact. It's not uh, manipulated. I believe it's a real number. Um, the market loved it. They think, hey, that's consumer confidence. That's people getting out there ready to spend. Um, let's just take a step back, okay? Um, why did they spend? Um, as many of you know, maybe some of you even received them. Um, $1,200 checks went out to a huge portion of the United States population um, back in uh, in the middle of April that was intended to help people pay rent, was help, you know, intended to help people pay for their utilities, credit card bills, food for their families, etc. Um, a lot of that went to buying apparel and footwear and consumer electronics and the other things that make up the indices that we use to track retail spending. So, um, yes, people did spend, but they didn't spend their own money. And um, I don't think that stimulus checks being passed from the government to people and then right back into the retail sector is necessarily an indicator of confidence or strength, more of just kind of the sort of simple nature of the consumer and the short-sighted nature of the consumer, uh, especially given the, again, we talked about this before, the uh, the unemployment payment boost from the federal government, $600 a week on top of whatever your state will pay you. So say you're getting $450 a week from the state of New York uh, for your unemployment, you're getting an additional $600 a week from the Fed. So you're getting a thousand bucks a week, $4,000 a month, about $50,000 a year, which is, uh, you know, again, considerably more than a lot of the people who are receiving it had been making prior when they were fully employed. So people are living large, you know, they're, they're, they're high on the hog. Uh, why should they think about saving that money? Why should they think about spending that money on credit card payments? Why should they think about using that money to buy food and groceries instead of going out to quick service restaurants or fast casual uh, or buying new Jordans or, you know, buying the newest uh, look from whichever retailer. So just think about why that number was up. Yes, it was up. Yes, that was a real number. But why? Always think why. Um, Is that sustainable? Um, Keep in mind that that federal unemployment boost is due to expire in the end of July. Um, I bet they extend it. Again, I don't know where they're getting this money from. I, I wish I knew. I wish they'd give me some of it um, because it just seems to be endless. Um, keep in mind, that's going to cause inflation down the road. So I doubt your salaries are going to go up, um, but the amount of money in the market's going to go up and prices are going to go up. And um, you know, if you're making $100,000 a year, it's going to feel like you're making seventy, um, but your rent's not going to change and the prices aren't going to change. And um, you're going to be on, uh, you're going to be on, on, in trouble, uh, a little bit. Um, so let's, uh, let's keep moving along here. Um, investors, uh, you know, that, that brings me to my next point. Investors are kind of picking and choosing, uh, what data they, they look at justifying, uh, lifting stocks. So, you know, if there's one positive point, they'll just focus entirely on that and say, Hey, 
that's good enough for me. Let's let's let it rock and roll. They're not looking at other stuff. They're not looking at, uh, you know, kind of is this sustainable? They're not looking at what are the long-term implications? They're not looking at, okay, there's so much corporate debt out there that the government has to be buying it. What does that mean? Um, they're not thinking about inflation. They're not thinking about long-term unemployment. They're not thinking about these ridiculous <laughs> global geopolitical risks like, uh, for instance, India and China. You know, their conflict in the Himalayan region uh, broke out into violence last night. More than 30 soldiers dead on both sides um, due to close combat. So they weren't shooting at each other. They were hitting each other with clubs, knives. Uh, read about it if you can. It's pretty gnarly. All right, let's go on to today. Um, Pre-market, uh, as we're speaking, 8.50 a.m. Dow is up 73 bips. S&P is up 59. NASDAQ's up at 74. Europe is up in line with U.S. futures. Japan's down. China's up slightly. Um Gold is down, crude is down, and most ag uh, commodities are down, except for cotton, which is up. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say cotton anymore. I think cotton is, is racist inherently. Um, quick quick side note, why do I mention Europe and why do I mention uh, Asia in the morning when we talk about futures? And you know that's all we talk, you know, we just say, okay, they're up, they're down, whatever, move on. Um, it's just important to monitor global markets because everything's so interconnected. You know, if there's a huge swing in Asia or a huge swing in Europe, you got to be aware of it. Uh, if there are minor moves, it's probably unrelated. But if something meaningful happens in one of those markets overnight, it's going to have ripple effects. It might hit the U.S. on the open. It might hit the U.S. in the afternoon. It might hit the U.S. the following day. But we got to stay tuned internationally, even if we don't spend a ton of time there. Okay. So... Jay Powell, uh, given that uh, that virtual testimony today, uh, going to be watching that. We talked about his pre-testimony uh, statement um, yesterday. Uh, it looks like uh, who knows what he's going to say. I bet he's going to be calling for more money from the Senate. Again, I don't know where the hell they're going to get that, but um, he'll probably ask for it. He needs it. Uh, his entire uh, his entire platform is built on just pumping more and more cash into the markets and uh, shoring things up. Um, even if it may not be as steady as it should be. Um, Fauci uh, continues to warn about the spread of coronavirus. Uh, nobody cares about him anymore. Nobody really cares about the coronavirus anymore. They cared for like a minute at the end of last week on Thursday. Uh, but pff, Jay Powell came in with the cash machine and just brrr, erased it. All right. Uh, so overnight, uh, rockets landed inside of the Iraqi capital's airport complex. That's Baghdad. Um, in the latest, uh, in a spate of attacks against U uh, facilities housing U.S. personnel. Um, yes, Iraq. Remember that company? Um, that country? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're still there. We still have troops there, still have diplomats there, still have tons of people there, contractors there, corporations there, and uh, people are still pissed about it. They're still trying to kill them. Just, you know, in case you forgot. I sometimes do. Um, Brazil, uh, racked harder by coronavirus. Uh, deaths are over 45,000 now. Cases rising by more than 30,000 a day. That is bad, bad, bad. Um, we're seeing uh, China react to that breakout in Beijing too. Keeping a very close eye on that. Um, we see uh, in other news, Aunt Jemima brand, the maple syrup brand that many of you know and maybe love, maybe hate, I don't know, um, is in the spotlight after a TikTok video by somebody named Kirby criticized the origins of the brand. So this is, uh, this is kind of the environment that we're in, folks. Uh, <laughs> Brand new social media platform, uh, some singer or social influencer who many folks have never heard of uh, comes out, says, hey, I don't like something. Um, that impacts change now. That affects the world, good, bad, or otherwise. You know, I think <laughs> whether Aunt Jemima has to rebrand is largely not so meaningful in the grand scheme, but what is meaningful is 
the influences of very small and potentially uneducated and rather ignorant folks influencing massive, massive swaths of the public um, in kind of a inflammatory way that actually has real effect. Uh, that is pretty scary, even if it's just something as significant as, you know, maple syrup brand with maybe a folksy and potentially, I don't know, maybe racially insensitive mascot. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's crazy to me um, what people care about these days. It feels like the world is getting stupider at an alarming rate. If, uh, if you haven't, uh, figure out a way to watch the movie Idiocracy. Uh, which is by Mike Judge, who created Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill and Office Space and many other classics. Uh, go watch that. Uh, it is just frighteningly accurate. Uh, and I think it's set like 500 years in the future instead of like 15, which is where we're getting real close. Um, all right, let's go back in time. Um, 1994 today, Orenthal James Simpson, OJ, was charged with the murder of his ex-wife, Nicole, and her friend, Ron Goldman. He was eventually acquitted uh, a year later. In 1972, the Watergate Hotel was broken into by some of Richard Nixon's thugs, allegedly, um, and uh, they were there trying to spy on um, the DNC documents and try to gain some advantage over the Democrats. That eventually led to uh, Nixon's resignation from office. It was a big deal. Um, 1944, Iceland declared itself a republic, uh, an uh, excellent uh, villainous hockey team country, uh, as well as a uh, relatively new bachelor and bachelorette party destination. Uh, that country's got plenty of issues on its own. It's an interesting one to look at, though. Uh, in 1940, the Soviets invaded Latvia. Um, and in 1775, the Battle of Bunker Hill in Charlestown, Massachusetts, uh, had colonials facing off against British Army regulars in really what was the first big fight of the American Revolutionary War. Uh, Lexington Concord occurred in April uh, of that year prior, but that was more of a little spat. It's referenced as being the first battle of the American Revolution, but it was more of a skirmish. Battle of Bunker Hill was, uh, was considerably gnarlier. Um, anyways, that's all we've got today, folks. Hope you have a great day. Good luck. We'll talk soon.